I'm G.B. Merriam. I write about life as a setian in contemporary times with random, long-winded detours into ancient history, classic monster movies, and all kinds of other fun stuff. Won't you join me for today's adventure? If you'd like to read a free electronic print copy of the following recording, please visit desertofset.com. On the so-called demonization of evangelicals. On September 24th, on the religionnews.com news website, Arthur E. Farnsley II has this to say about how white evangelical Christians are perceived by the rest of the country. He claims that white evangelicals are routinely and unfairly stereotyped. He also says that it's entirely possible for people to be bigoted against a group that is so closely associated with the historical trajectory of power in America. Look, no one should ever be marginalized or demonized just for being who they are, but there is a huge difference between this and calling people out for their behavior when it is demonstrably unethical, to say the very least. It is understood that not every evangelical Christian is an asshole who wants to legislate other people's lives and deprive them of their inalienable rights, but this is the exception, not the rule. And since the entire evangelical community decided to support Trump in his rise to power, they have little room to complain about being lumped together with the rest of his supporters. Whether you support Trump because you're a Christian or a Nazi, it makes no difference. The end result is exactly the same, and it has proven extremely harmful to everyone who isn't an evangelical or a white supremacist. Furthermore, hearing evangelicals whine and cry about being unfairly stereotyped is just fucking hilarious. These are the exact same people who distribute literature claiming that pagans and witches want to sacrifice babies, or that Planned Parenthood is run by genocidal murderers, or that the entire LGBTQ community is possessed by Satan. Do you really want to go down this path? Because if we're keeping score on unfair stereotypes here... Evangelicals continue to perpetuate far more than their fair share. Farnsley goes on to say that there is a prejudice against white evangelical Christians here in America, and that this prejudice manifests in the tendency of people to reduce evangelical Christians to their political activities, which Farnsley refers to as essentialism. He then goes on to bemoan how evangelical Christians are quote-unquote cancelled by the mainstream culture. Check your privilege, dude. There are areas of this country where evangelicals hold all the cards when it comes to the law. 
I know because I lived in such an area for 10 years, and it was absolute hell. If evangelical Christians do not want to be reduced to their political activities, well, perhaps they should become less political and stop trying to impose their morality on all the rest of us. If you don't believe in abortions, don't get one. But don't make it impossible for anyone else to get one. You people have no business trying to legislate other people's lives, and so long as you refuse to stop attacking our freedoms, you will continue to face severe criticism and pushback. You lie in the bed you make. It is also ironic that this writer complains of evangelicals being reduced to just their politics, when this is exactly what evangelicals do to all the rest of us. For example... Evangelicals generally do not characterize LGBTQ people as human beings with valid concerns and perspectives. They dismiss them as some kind of unholy conspiracy that's out to destroy civilization as we know it. And when those of us who love our LGBTQ friends and family try to correct religious right-wingers on this matter, we are usually dismissed for quote-unquote becoming political. I'm sorry, but fighting for my transgender nephew's right to self-identify as he pleases, or for my best friend's right to marry the woman she loves, or for my wife's right to determine what she does with her own body, is not a matter of politics. It is a simple matter of human decency, being a good person, and protecting the people I love. When evangelicals use such dehumanizing language against us, they signal to us that they do not even acknowledge us as people. Additionally, evangelical Christians have no concept whatsoever of what it feels like to be cancelled. Having people disagree with you and oppose your political platforms does not count as cancelling. The only way you can be cancelled is if you are never permitted to speak or share your opinion with anyone at all. And that is simply not the case for evangelicals, or at least not here in America when you have entire publishing companies, AM radio stations, and 24-hour TV networks to support your cause, you are not hurting for representation whatsoever. So stop trying to play the victim here. You aren't fooling anyone, dude. Farnsley then goes on to say that most evangelicals are actually really good people who aren't racist at all, and that if racism is systemic, well, they are not the elites who own the systems. Hmm. He even cites missionary work as an example of just how great evangelicals can be. Oh yes, evangelical missionaries are so fucking noble. That is precisely why they continue to endanger indigenous cultures despite the COVID-19 pandemic, and all for the sake of winning more converts, or political allies. And while the missionaries do fight sex trafficking and provide clean water and other good stuff like that, they also do everything they can to deculturalize the people they help, insisting that their ancestral religious traditions are satanic, and they must accept the white man's god in order to become truly civilized. Next thing you know, the new converts start hanging or burning accused witches in their communities, including little children, because God told them to, and white evangelicals continue to shirk any responsibility for this whatsoever. Do you really expect anyone to believe you aren't racist when you engage in such blatant modern colonialism? Farnsley then discusses how marginalizing and demonizing evangelicals isn't really the answer, and how even after the election's over, they're all still going to be here and we're all going to have to coexist, 
And he even says, we need to be building bridges toward evangelicals of goodwill, not burning them. All I have to say to that is, can you point us to a substantial example of when evangelicals ever tried building bridges of goodwill toward pagans, LGBTQ people, or feminists en masse? This guy has completely misplaced the responsibility for quote-unquote making amends here. That burden rests squarely on the shoulders of evangelicals, not on the rest of societies. We do not owe evangelicals any apologies or reparations. They owe us the apologies and reparations instead. But I am not going to hold my breath waiting for that to ever happen, given, given their community's record for doing the right thing. Finally, Mr. Farnsley concludes by saying that basically ripping into evangelical Christians is never excusable or acceptable. This guy seems absolutely determined to believe that no one could ever have a good reason for ripping on evangelical Christians. When an entire religious community seeks to deprive you of your autonomy and your freedom, we have little choice but to regard that community as an enemy. If evangelical Christians would like this situation to change, the responsibility is on them to be better. They can have their beliefs and live their lives the way they want to without interfering with any of the rest of us. But they consistently choose not to, and that is why we are angry. Gaslighting us with your empty-hearted appeals for understanding and acceptance is nothing more than a diversion. This is not a both-sides issue, you get it? This is an issue of one side clearly being wrong and the other being consistently victimized. Now repent, motherfuckers. so much for listening. If you enjoyed this sermon and you'd like to read some more, please check out desertofset.com. I hope you have a wonderful day. Set bless.